It's our Big Breeders Cup show this year. Things were a little bit different, but thanks so much for hanging out with us for the Breeders Cup show. I was uh, able to work a lot this year out on track in the days leading up to the Breeders' Cup, so wasn't able to do the big um, tons of guests show. We had to put this one out a little bit later, but like always, still wanted to share tons of thoughts and analysis for the Breeders' Cup races with you. So I took care of Breeders' Cup Friday. I went through the five races quickly because by the time this came out, it was already on to Thursday, but I was able to enlist the services of my good friend Barry Spears to help me out with Breeders' Cup Saturday. So all of the Breeders' Cup races will be previewed on this episode of That's What G Said podcast that is presented by full-service realtor Cindy Carava, C-I-N-D-Y-C-A-R. AVA.com, CindyCarava.com. That's the website. Anything you need in the world of real estate, contact Cindy. She is one of the kindest and most genuine people you will ever meet. She can help you out with buying, with selling, with leasing. Anything to make your life easier, that's her job, Cindy Carava. Okay, so Friday Breeders' Cup, I'm going to talk about those races, and then we'll go right into the Saturday races with Barry Spears. Good luck. Two of the biggest days of the year in the world of racing. Let's make some money. Let's find some prices. Here we go. Time to talk some Breeders' Cup Friday. Five Breeders' Cup races on Friday. And we will dive into the daily racing form, past performances. You can get your DRF Breeders' Cup past performances. Packages are now available. Shop.drf.com. And we will take a look at the past performances. But those packages, they offer more than that. Different tools for whatever you need. If you want help with the clocker, uh, with the workouts, they have clocker reports available for you. Different sets of past performances, betting strategies, shop.drf.com. It's all of the help you're going to need for the Breeders' Cup. Now, we are just one day away from the Breeders' Cup. One day. You can actually purchase your clocker reports individually or as part of the VIP package there. Let's talk Breeders' Cup Friday. Now, normally I've been able to do the big show with individual guests all throughout the Breeders' Cup races. This year I wasn't able to do so, mainly because I was out at Santa Anita doing a lot of work this year uh, since it was local to me. I took advantage. I was out from Saturday morning all the way through about 5 o'clock in the morning each morning. Got to see most of the horses on the track work out. Did a little work for uh, DRF in a couple places, so it was a, a lot of fun. And now... Let's see if we can make some money on Friday. So race number five, I just feel like this juvenile turf sprint is going to have so much speed in it. Right from the inside, you have Crimson Advocate and No Name Mets, who both are going to want to be forwardly placed, and they're fast, and they're stable mates, and they're right next door to each other. They should be flying in here. Big Evs, naturally super, super fast. And you just kind of go through the rest of the field. Slider, we could also see forwardly placed. I had to look for a horse who I think was going to be coming off the pace. And the one who I think is interesting is shards. And, and I want to take a look at this horse's last effort behind committee of one in a miss waves. Girl, the last this was at Keeneland. This was back on October the 8th. Shards is the number one in this replay that we're going to be watching here. And shards was sitting like eighth in this race of 10. 
and you can see it was down towards the rail. So already kind of at the mercy of what happens. I can't get a little bit closer, not necessarily shuffled back, but just kind of has to sit in that spot right there. But he's going to end up having no room in here at all. And he's going to have to start shifting around. So right here, just can't go anywhere with no traffic in front of him. But this horse continues to move nicely into contention. Now the two is a missed waves who's sitting right in front of him. And you'll notice that a missed wave starts looking for room. And here comes shards looking for room. Shards is trying to find the seam and he has nowhere to go there. So he's going to try to follow the two and just about here. He has to alter course. And that might be the difference in winning this race. He just has to shift off a little bit. If he was able to just sit a little closer or get a more smooth trip, that could have been the difference between winning and losing for him. And in a race like this where it should set up pretty well, he's not on the rail this time after drawing down inside the last two. I think shards will come running. I also like a missed waves who was right there with him and committee of one is kind of hard not to use those three that you feel like should get the trip. But as far as, price i think of of those i have to go to shards in there at anything around 10 to 1 and then what do you do with the weaver runners i i prefer no name mets of them even though maybe his resume isn't quite as gaudy as you know crimson advocates could be on paper but yeah I, i prefer and just think no name mets might be a little bit quicker so i would throw him in of the speeds but I'm going to definitely use shards. Looking for some off-the-pace horses in here. The nine to miss waves. The two will include. The one Crimson Advocate would be the unders of the speeds. And, you know, Committee of One already mentioned that one. So I, I did like that Keeneland race. And I just think the way those horses got the setup that day, this race could set up very similar. Let's move to the sixth race. It's the Juvenile Phillies. Tamara will be a very short price in here. I don't really have any knocks on her. No, there's been some... uh Talk of her not necessarily looking as great this week in some of her works in the morning or some of her training in the morning. But for me, I think if she runs close to what we've seen from her, she's going to be tough. Candy, there's no knocks with with her either. I mean, I I really thought both of her efforts were good. But if I was playing this race in exotics, pick fours, five, stuff like that, I'm going to look at probably two in here with Tamara. And the other I would use would be the number 12, just FYI. I really thought that effort was pretty good and it's a little low on speed figures And because she won on a sloppy track last time. Sometimes horses like that will get dismissed on a fast track, but she broke her maiden on a fast track. I'm not concerned about surface whatsoever. I think it's a good sign that she's here. She took a little step forward and I think she can take another big step forward in this spot with the speed figures and situations like this too. If we were to take like Tamara out of this race or just from a, Speed figure standpoint, Tamra and maybe Candied Brightwork. There are three horses that have run some pretty good speed figures. Everyone else is in the mix. Brightwork, we have reason to believe, may not want to go this long. And it's not as if just FYI is all that far behind. Just FYI, 12 and 7 for me. And then whatever you want to do with the one, Candied. What am I less exciting opinions because I do think Tamara is very nice and very honest. And I hate being someone who doesn't want to give you all that much, but just FYI will be in the mix for me with Tamara. Let's get to the breeders cup juvenile Phillies turf. 
So horses on my radar in this one. We'll start with the 10 austere. It's a good effort at Kentucky. And this horse has won back to back both races. Um, this horse is a horse who has some kind of tactical speed that we saw from her last time. Cause they were going pretty quick and she sat close to that. She was about four lengths off early and then just going to move nicely into it. I think she's very nice. The horse to beat is probably next door to her. Honestly, she feels pretty for DeVoe was so impressive at Woodbine and winning that race. My top two though, will be austere, the 10 and the three Buchu, who just flew late. This horse was still like last at the top of the lane in a field of 11 at Keeneland came flying to win easy and does not have to be that far back. 10 and three all over for me. The six Porta Fortuna will be in the mix and the nine. So it's, I'll use the two euros, six, nine and 10, three all over the 11. I think is the measuring stick. They'll have to beat. What about the horses to her outside, both the 12 and the 13? Like can dream Fryer sneak away from this field? Fantastic betting race. I'll key around three and 10, my top two. I'll use them with the, with the euros, the six and the nine there as that sort of top group. I have no knocks on. She feels pretty. She's going to make her way onto some tickets for me too. And uh, yeah, one of the more challenging races to handicap throughout the Breeders' Cup. Then we get to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile race number eight. I like the wine steward a little bit in here. I thought his effort in the Breeders' Futurity was very good. He was his first start going long. He was tracking inside. He was traveling really well. He moved off the rail. He got passed but then he dug in and he battled back and now he can build a, just a little bit off that and take one more step forward to be right there with locked. I wasn't that high on Prince of Monaco. Wasn't Timberlake's fine. I'm okay with him. Flocked's fine. I'm okay with him. I just, I didn't like, I started going through a lot of the contenders in here, even Muth. I'm not that high on Muth. And I really do feel like the wine steward is very honest. The wine steward can sit a great trip from the rail. And he's proven himself from the inside before. He's ran really well and showed us that he can save some ground and run a big one. Eight to one on the wine steward. I'll use along with Timberlake and locked probably as the, the players. Cause I, the way that fierceness ran last time where he was off slow and he wasn't able to get close. It was on a sloppy track. He will be aggressive and likely pushing the pace again. They'll want to be fast with him. But general partners, very quick. And you have to imagine, which maybe is it going to be wind me up? Is it going to be Monaco? Is it going to be Muth? Muth sat nicely, but one or two of the Bafferts is going to be going. I'm looking for the off the pace horses. I like the wine steward saving all the ground in here. Let's get to the Breeders' Cup juvenile turf to finish up. And I'm going to end with end with endlessly endlessly is three for three these races in southern california have been very good this horse has been pretty handy in a race where i don't think they're going to be flying early on that's why i will be using the five also um my boy prince in here just in case this is a horse who's fast enough to maybe just sneak away from this field um my boy prince is a horse who i saw up at woodbine we can get to him in just a second um as we kind of run ourselves through the field, there's endlessly who is three for three and endlessly 
was about four or five lengths off in his most recent race. And he waited, he got a nice opening. He angled out. He just feels like a horse who can sit close, who can adapt, who's versatile endlessly. The five, my boy, Prince, there he is. Quick horse. The six, the bomb stay hot. Again, if I'm thinking there's not that much speed in this race, a horse like stay hot can be sitting forwardly placed, can be close up others to look at in here. I mean, the two's probably the one they'll all have to beat. A little bit of a wild card, but as far as the company that this guy has faced, a couple times behind Van Deek, both of those efforts were good thirds, uh, group stakes winner. Now all of that has been sprinting. He's going to stretch out to six furlong, so it's completely different for a horse you're going to have to take a pretty short price on. That's what you'll have to kind of talk yourself into here. I'm going nine, five, all over, and then... The one who I hadn't mentioned is the eight unquestionable. He was close up in his last start. He ended up taking back to about fourth. He was just behind the leaders and he moved nicely to the lead. He looked like a winner. He was just second best that day. That was going seven furlongs. So he's another who has to prove it at a mile, but I'll use nine, five and eight as my top tier of horses in here. The 14 Carson's run. I want to at least mention he would be one that is just going to have a terrible post, but He's extremely impressive at Woodbine, and he's done very little wrong in his three races. Breeders' Cup Friday, best of luck. Now, if you want some help with Breeders' Cup Saturday, you can take a look on my social media. We have a video posted with Barry Spears, who helps me out with all of the Breeders' Cup Saturday races. If you're listening on the podcast, Breeders' Cup Saturday races will immediately follow this, so just stay tuned. And for all of your wagering needs, head to DRF dot com shop.drf.com for those breeders cup past performances good luck on friday hope everyone makes a ton Let's go one more time, Barry. Let's go one more time through. Because it's Breeders' Cup, baby. It's Breeders' Cup. I'm feeling it. We got Joey Cleveland rocking out with the call to post. We're going through one more time. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Barry, I'm pumped, man. I am pumped. It is time (laughs) for the Breeders' Cup. It's pumped combined with strung out. A little bit of both. I've been up early. I've been working hard. I've been out at the track for the last uh, seven, eight days or so trying to find out anything I can in the morning, doing a little bit of work, and I'm diving into those DRF Breeders' Cup past performances. They are now available. You can get the full package, all sorts of different packages. Um, If you go to shop.breederscop.com, the link will be directly underneath in the uh, the stream if you're watching. So, Barry, my friend, we always dive into these DRF Formulator past performances. And in the Breeders' Cup packages, you get even more. You can purchase ones with Timeform US, clock reports, betting strategies, different things based on how much you feel like are the kinds of needs you have as a horse player. But great time, buddy. And you and I are going to dive into the Saturday Breeders' Cup races. How are things going on your end? Excellent, man. It's, it's busy, but it's a good busy, you know, Everybody wants, you know, some information and how to, how to set up for these races. And I love it. 
I, I love when everybody gets involved. Everybody wants to be involved in this and get some bet downs and have a great weekend. I, I mean, it, you know, what this card lacks in star power, it makes up for in betting opportunities. And we will get into all of those Breeder Cup races. So we're going to talk about races three and uh, starting with race three on Saturday, which is the big ass fans Breeders Cup Dirt Mile. That's the first of the Breeders Cup races. We'll go through race number 11 at Santa Anita. And it's the final countdown. It's one day, one day we are recording <laughs> this on Thursday evening. And uh, one big part of those Breeders Cup packages the Clocker Reports. You can purchase those as part of the package or as a standalone. Mike Welsh has been out there all last couple of weeks. And man, Mike Welsh is one of the hardest working guys in racing. Um, clockers have a tough, tough gig out there. They do a really great job and he's fantastic at what he does. So if you need any help with the Clocker Reports, you can check those out and you can get them individually or you can buy them as part of the package. Let's get into Saturday, my friend. We have a lot of ground to cover for Saturday. As uh, yeah, normally you've been a part. You've been the Ricky Henderson leadoff hitter in my uh, in my Breeders' Cup big preview shows or the Derby preview shows. But basically, this would be like Ricky Henderson's dream lineup, right? A lineup Absolutely. full of Rickies, because you are not only leadoff, but you are every. Every line, you are every position in the lineup all the way through. <laughs> Ricky loves that. Ricky loves him some Ricky, right? So Ricky <laughs> would love him a lineup of all Rickies. So I feel like it works out well. Uh, Barry, we're going to have a good time going through these Breeders' Cup races. Uh, for those of you who have joined in and been a part, thank you so much for hanging out with us for all of our previews. Um, and we've covered just many tracks throughout the last couple of months, you and I. Oh, yeah. And now we get to get to the big ones. Breeders' oh. Cup dirt mile unfortunately right off the bat some sad news to talk about yeah. with practical move who would have been a major player in the in this race he was entered as three to one on the morning line and practical move uh passed away just a few days ago um after coming off the track a heart attack which is so so sad That's and for a young horse like this and really sad to think about barry because i mean we can't go without talking about some of the the unfortunate incidents throughout the week that have already happened with practical move, which is so, so sad. And all of the horses um, go rocket ride. And then even with Archangelo being retired now, all young horses, all three-year-olds mm -hmm. yeah, and all horses that didn't even make run in the Derby this year, you know, yeah. like, actually uh, practical move was a horse that I liked for mm -hmm. the Derby and, and yeah. didn't make that race. And, I was a little disappointed, but he was out a, quite a while and stuff. Uh, you know, it's just unfortunate because he, he was looking good out there on the track, and it's just really, really unfortunate what's what's happened to all three of them. Yeah, and very, very tough and very sad news. And to have to, you know, it's never easy to go from something really serious like that and then move our conversation back into the handicapping for the day. But we will get into the Breeders' Cup dirt mile and uh, very sad for everyone involved with practical move there. Rest in peace. So when we scratch, you know, one of the horses who's going to be a major player, it, it will change the complexion of the race. I don't think from a pace standpoint, it necessarily would have changed it all that much because it still to me looks like you have, I think, Zozos as the one to catch in here. 
National Treasure always wants to be forward. Barry, I don't know if he's as quick as Zozos. Uh, Stage Raider also probably has to go maybe a little bit just from the inside. Um, he'll probably settle, but I think he'll want to be somewhat forward. How do you see this thing playing out with Cody's Wish looking to win back-to-back Breeders' Cup Dirt Miles? I have to tell you, I am against Cody's wish in this spot. I mean, he's he's running on a track that really isn't conducive to to his style. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's going to make a difference, especially when you, you have a, a horse, a potential kind of lone speed type in Zozos. Um, I think Cody's wish is, is, is kind of up against it in this spot. Uh, you know, a great story in, in everything, but man, it's going to be tough. Uh, for that horse to get it done. I mean, he he certainly can. He's special enough to do it, you know, and, and if he does, I mean, he, he he will be a Hall of Famer if he wins this race for sure. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little wacky here, you know, I think, um, oh, I hope, I hope we're, we're in the, I hope we're on the same way. I, I think, I think we might be, Are I, we? I, I'm, I'm on Cheryl's B. Okay, you're on Shrill's B. I, we're not on the same wackiness, but we're equally as wacky. So I love it. So I love um, it. Talk, talk to us about Shrill's B. You know, Shrill's B is very lightly raced three-year-old. And those two races in Maidon were pretty damn good. Um, and then they stopped on the horse for whatever reason. Comes back at a mile and three-sixteenth race, which I believe they knew this horse wasn't going to get out of, you know, B Jersey, Jersey Town, Perfect Soul, maybe could you know, but I don't think that was the goal. I think this race was the, was the the prime target here, and the horse is training up a storm. And what I think is this horse might be a little bit more forwardly placed than you you would think, um, because from the comments since Zozos's last race, it really sounded like Brad Cox didn't want to run at all in the Breeders' Cup, especially with this horse. And and I'm gonna go with that. You know, he kind of showed his hand a little bit and, and really wasn't too enthusiastic about running him in this spot. So I think if if this horse gets challenged, he might end up folding. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Shrills B is quick enough to stay with those horses, but just doesn't need to be, in to the be front. on the front end. Right. And that's... And he's, and and Louis Sayas is the king of that kind of ride. The, the exact trip you described is why I like Skippy Longstocking. I think he can sit right behind him. Like, he got the lead last time out at Charlestown. The thing about Skippy, he's pretty honest. Can he just be, like, fourth? Just kind of like what you're talking about right right there, you know? And he's good enough on his best day to compete when you're talking about numbers and figures. This is a horse who was third in the Belmont a couple years back. He has some class. He has, you know, triple-digit buyer speed figures. He has a little versatility to him, and he's going to be cutting back. He's going to be a little fit. I think he could sit that same type of trip we're looking for. He's interesting to me. I'm definitely using him because I do think I do think Zozos will probably get some company. I think if, if, if anybody clears the field, it's probably Zozos, right? I think he mm-hmm. if if somebody gets away, it would be him. But I do think I don't think National Treasure really wants to sit off. He's never done that confidently. And Pratt's pretty aggressive in this type of spot, especially with the horse cutting back. I could see him really being like maybe just right on the hip of Zozos, not yeah. too far off. Yeah, I, I hope that's the case because that, that's going to help out everybody because I think that'll prompt a horse like Charger to try to get involved earlier. Because, I mean, he's, we've want like many people have wanted to give Charge it a big, like kind of put him ahead of, you know, put the cart ahead of the horse, right? Kind of mm. before he, 
he's won a big one. They've kind of wanted him to be that horse. Um, it's another great spot for him cutting back to a mile and not necessarily facing the strongest group in the world, right? right? Like he's got Cody's wish to deal with again, but that met mile was tougher because the two other horses that were in front of him are in the classic. And exactly. it was, you know, that was a legitimate race and he kind of moved into it and it was a tough one. This race is probably not as difficult as that one. Just played it simple. And it wouldn't be a shock to see him not have to run all that much better than he had, you know, like, he could run some of these races and win this. I've never really been a huge fan of his, but it doesn't, it's not like a monster group. If Cody's wish doesn't show up with like his tip top game. Right. And and it's right for anybody to win this race. I mean, all these horses are really, really good quality. There's just not a lot of them. Um, but you know, it, it's kind of a rider's race. If, if you want to look at it that way, because you know, at least what we can see Zozos is, is really the clear horse that's probably going to be on the front end whether now, he is gets out. company right whether he gets company or not is is going to make the difference yeah um if he's allowed to just you know kind of putt along he's going to win easily uh hopefully in a big grade one like this you know because the, they, they they try to force the issue and not most, let him get away because I, I so the one thing i will say i'd be pretty shocked if he's sitting anywhere because ever since Jerome's been aboard, he's done a really good job of just being aggressive with him. And it's worked out well. And some horses want that and need that. And like, just in all racing, I wish more horses were ridden that right. way right off the bat, right? Or just for a little while. And so I, I'm pretty content or I'm pretty convinced he's going to be forwardly placed. It's just, is is National Treasure, is, like you said, are the others as fast as him? Do they have to get hustled to go? Does Stage Raider maybe put a little pressure on him from the inside? I uh, I thought the price of the six was interesting. Barry likes the price of Sheryl's B sitting close. So we give you a few charge. It wouldn't shock me. That was one I would, I would throw into some exotics, at least in the mix. Cause I think could get a trip. And then I feel like Cody's wish will come running, but on this track, if there's not like what kind of speed that like duel happens in here, like he's the horse to beat, but I just don't think he's quite as, you know, his, He's a popular horse and it would be cool for him to win again. I don't see it necessarily setting up that perfect for him in here, you know? Definitely not. I I, I mean, he, like I said, he, you know, his running style, this to track, he's up against a lot and he can overcome it. He's done it before. Absolutely. Um, but you know, I'm going to put, is it worth the bet elsewhere. at the short price? Right. That's, exactly. That's, that's where the gamble is <laughs> Yep. at the short price with the running style where he's probably going to be, you know, pretty far behind or he's, he may not be getting that kind of setup on a track. That's not great to it. So we will talk about the breeders cup Philly and mayor turf next race. Number four, this one is a mile and a quarter and Barry we have in spiral. Who's going to take a lot of money in here coming in from new market. Last time out, this course made a big early move to the lead and detori will be extremely live. You have uh, an Italian who will be the one to catch. Warm Heart is also super classy. Those are, I think, your top three betting choices on paper. Um, let's kind of start with them from a talking standpoint of those horses. Do you like? Do you not like? Which of them do you kind of prefer? And then we'll we'll kind of get to some others. Um, Warm Heart is, is pretty solid. Yeah. Although I'm going to try to to beat that horse in this race eventually. but. Um, there's really no knocks on this horse. He ran, you know, kind of a lackluster race in the Irish Oaks, but 
besides that has been spot on. I mean, even from the, the first race on to now and, and it is steadily improving. This is what you want to see, you know, but it almost seems too good to be true. <laughs> she's great. Yeah. She's it's no, tough to knock her right now. Her overall form. Yeah. I don't have many knocks on her. Um, what about from a speed standpoint, what do we do with an Italian who, you know, it's funny. She's not one. She didn't win her last two starts. She got beat right on the wire it's not like she ran poorly like on speed figures in those races, but she was so heavily favored that it kind of feels like she was disappointing in those races. Right. Um, and now she's going to be in a spot where she has to go a little bit longer. She was the runner up in this race again last year. It would never shock me to see her sneak away, but you know, are you going to be getting the right kind of price on her in this spot? I guess she's going to be bigger than she was last year, right? She was only like three to one in the Philly and Mare Turf last year. Yeah, I'd probably get the same price, I, yeah. I think. Um, because they're, I mean, it's so crazy because I really don't understand how she lost her last two races. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's really run the same race every time. And and Gina Romantica just jumped up and kind of white. I mean, those horses well, ran too. races. Yeah. Wiping too. They ran monster races. Like what's nice about the formulator past performances that we're looking at. You can take a look and we'll see Gina Romantica in a little bit. She ran a 105 buyer speed figure in that race, which was a monster race. And then you kind of dive back into her form and see like maybe she's more like a miler. You know, maybe just going a little farther than that is probably she mile mile and you know don't want to go three sixteens here. Um, and then even prior to that, we could talk about white beam who ran that really big race and you can look, you know, white beam was kind of coming into it in nice form, but white beam jumps up and runs a 100 in beating, you know, an Italian that day also. So yeah, she lost the horses that really had like peaking on the day that they beat her. It's again, you, what's nice about her, at least from me as a gambler I know what I'm going to get with her, right? I'm not worried about her taking back. I'm, I'm never like, uh, she's going to be sitting off the pace a little bit in here. Like there's a couple of, they're going, you know? And even with, even with Joel, like with this horse, he's, they're going. So she is always going to be a big, like a big talking point in any race that she's in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's such a tough spot. I mean, even being on the rail, there's there's a lot that you can kind of, it's weird, you know, and I don't know if an Italian is really the horse that can just wire this field easily um, because those those European invaders, they close like uh, like a freight train <laughs> and you're, you're facing another horse in, in spiral yeah. that, you know, all things being equal would blow that horse away. Um, this is a nice animal. Yeah, and and it's it's hard to get around either one of them, but if you know, obviously, given the two, I'm gonna take Inspiral. I, I mean, I think it's the horse to beat hands yeah. down. And I'm I'm going to probably, if I'm playing any multi exotics, I would probably use Inspiral in one horse. I think's a little bit of a price, but I think this is the horse to beat. If anyone was looking for like a place to maybe kind of key in on early in the Saturday card, I would have no problem here. The one that I will use along with in Spiral is Lumiere Rock because I think this horse will be sitting not far behind an Italian. She's not nearly as quick. An Italian's very fast, but this horse is pretty quick. I really liked her effort last time out. So she was 
kind of along the inside, and she just kind of made an early move up to challenge, and then she was leading. She held third, and she was just trying really hard. And I could see her just behind an Italian in like second or third and, and maybe getting the jump on some of these other deeper closers that maybe they get caught in some traffic. And I think she's been pretty steady too. Um, yeah, I think it's a nice spot for Lumiere Rock. So I will use the 11 with the six, who I think is the horse to beat in spiral. Um, and we talked, yeah, we talked. I tried to make a case for the McCulloch, but yeah. She's awfully slow, and and the only re, only way I think that she could kind of make some noise is if, you know, Fev Rover decides to get bold and 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 challenge in Italian, which I don't think is going to happen. But um, I, I would use McCulloch, you know, with Irad underneath in a lot of situations here. Okay, let us move along to race number five. Where are we headed next? We're going to the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. Good night, Olive is another one looking to win back to back Breeders' Cups. She was your Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint winner in 2022. So far this year, she's won a couple times. But Barry, there was a race where she didn't draw the rail, but she's, she drew post two and she got trapped inside and she couldn't yeah. get through and couldn't she didn't win that race. And it was one that, that through the year that sort of sticks out. It was on Derby Day, it was the Derby City Distaff. And she was the heavy favorite that day. She finished third. She lost to Monterey. And she, so when you look at a horse like this and you feel like, yeah, you know, on her best days, her biggest races are probably the best of any in here. We've seen her get beat by a horse in this race when she kind of got stuck inside in a similar type spot where on paper she towered over the field. So I do not know if she's necessarily ascension here, drawing the rail, going seven furlongs. Maybe you feel differently. Let's talk good night, Olive, and then some others. I do not feel differently. I, I yeah. think she's definitely vulnerable. You know, she ran a bang up race. Um, that was an awesome Saratoga. race. Yeah, yeah. against um, Echo Zulu, who she had no shot against, funny enough. But, you know, I, I, I just can't. It's hard for me to take a horse like this in in this race from the rail. No prep races since, you know, the last race uh, she had in August. And there's quite a bit of speed here that can, you know, kind of make it real difficult for her to win this race, let's say. Because she usually likes to be kind of forward. But I don't know, man. I think a horse that, that might end up doing something nice in here. And, and hopefully winning this race is the three Edda. Nice. I think this horse can can kind of rate. It's a little strange that Bob's putting on the blinkers. And I think everybody thinks that it's going to add to the pace scenario. And I, I'm, I'm going to opt to say it's not. And that's where you're because hoping. Because she's shown, she's shown the ability to rate in the past, not too far back, you know, in those six and a half furlong races. Um, and also has been stretched out to a mile and a sixteenth. Um, but she has some ability to, to, to kind of sit a little bit. And I think it's just enough to get this horse into the winner's circle. Certainly been a win machine, and she is 10 to 1 for connections that win a ton of races here at mm-hmm. Santa Anita and in Southern California. The horse who I like is actually the horse who beat her last time out, uh, Kirsten Bosch, think, knowing this is a horse who's coming from off the pace. No yeah. doubt about it. Like that's what she wants. And what's key is let's just look at her sprint races. You know, if you, and so let's eliminate her races behind a dare manner going long. 
She's got no shot in those races. Adair Manor is so much faster than her. And she's just going to run away from them. She's in fields of five chasing like lone speed. So those races, she has no chance in a race where Ida has a seven length advantage on her. (laughs) She's got no shot when they're, when it's a a small field and there's not a lot of like, there's not that much of a, a contended pace, but in this race going seven, where there should be a good amount of pace, even maybe good night, all of having to go from the rail just to, and at least early, just to kind of secure some position. Cause we know for sure, Barry, that the seven and nine are going. Oh yeah. Society has to go because she's freaky fast. And she's the type that might just run them all off their feet. You know, she can do that, but if she gets pressure, she's super vulnerable. And Ujiri is also pretty, fast. pretty quick. <laughs> So I mean, she was trying to, she was trying to keep up with uh good night all back at Keeneland in the Madison and couldn't, but I, I don't, I think the, the post position kind of messed up there and she was, you know, there's only five horses in that race. So it was, it was a really kind of weird. Yes. More of a rider's tactical sort of, cause she was look her and society again, were sort of backed up in that race. Right. But you see every time Santana rides her, she's on the lead. Yep. And she's drawn um, to the outside too. And I think so that's, I don't, that's the plan. <laughs> so if those two at least and one or two others are going, I'm just looking at this race for Kirsten Bosch. I'm eliminating the routes and I'm looking at the last, you know, three sprint races where we have a graded stakes win, a runner up behind Ida, and then a runner up behind Elm Drive. And all races that were very good, where we, again, we know what we're going to get from her. She's going to come closing. Santa Anita is not always the greatest track to close, but here's the difference, right? Kirsten Bosch versus what we were talking about earlier with like a horse, like Cody's wish. I think she's going to get the trip. And I think she like this race sets up on paper to me better. And she's going to be a way bigger price. So it's already built into that. Like that's the difference when I'm playing a horse that I wouldn't necessarily go tell everyone to bet all the closers at Santa Anita. (laughs) Right. But in certain races, if it does look like that on paper, I think we have to play it that way. I'm not I'm not going to start thinking about a bias in a race that looks fair to me until I see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I and I think the Japanese horse, that one's still in, right? Mike Yell. I think I think is out actually. I I'm pretty sure. Let me if check. That one's uh, out then it's a moot point, but Yeah, uh yeah, let me check cuz I have the they have a a, a yeah, a no, Mike Yell's out of the turf sprint, so I'll confirm on okay. that one. But yeah, because um, they, they're they have just a long thread that's sort of going through everyone that's like which races they're out of. It's it's a little yeah. It was her out. first preference was the, yeah was, the was turf that sprint. so they were just giving but it which race she was preferred. Yeah, if uh, if she lands here, she might be tough. Um, so I mean, she she's run in the Hong Kong sprint, which is like this like one of the toughest races in the world, literally, um, and and ran pretty good. She's beaten. Uh, songline before who's going to go favorite in the mile. I mean, just, the dirt, she's got right? ability. It's just if she should take to the dirt, I'm, this one's going to be a player. A look at the Philly and Mare sprint race five on Saturday as we continue along the Breeders' Cup Saturday. Where do we head next? The Breeders' Cup mile, mile on the turf in here. Barry, my favorite I, race. Oh, the fair. Okay. Well then you start, tell us, talk to us about it. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is such an interesting race. There's so much going on in here. Um, you got horses like, you know, Cheryl Spite who, who ran great, you know, all last year, really. Um, then, then bank r- ran a 
huge race in the Dubai turf. Um, even tried Tokyo in, in the February stakes. Didn't That didn't go so well. Um, but the horses bounced back, ran two pretty good races. But 31 mm-hmm. on the line, it's, it's, it's tough to take. And, and that horse is not without a chance. Um, Gina Romantico, who we just talked about, ran huge against in Italian last time. You know, old war horse, Casa Creed. Yeah, man, this is a tough That's dude. That's who I like. Me too. Much most, I, yeah. And I think because I, I want, I'm like rooting for him too, but I think he's he looked good, man. And it just feels like he, he I think he's for this, him, he, this he is does. the big race. This is yep. the one he, he's Him win. like at this price with this field where it's a good, it's a very good field, like you're saying. But I think, I think because it's deep, He'll get a little overlooked. He's going to be, be- like a little better value, you know, and he there's a couple of those races that he was so wide, just wide, like all the way around. Right. And just giving up so much ground and just trying. This will be another shot at the Breeders' Cup where he has hadn't really fired some of his better ones. But this year he's coming off a couple of his best ever races. I, I just I'm. I, I have him on top in here. I, I like him. Yeah, and I'm I, for him. I like him too because there's enough speed uh, for him to run at. Yep. And, you know, he, he just missed um, beating uh, Songline in in in, in, uh, in Saudi uh, yeah. last year. Yep. And then came back and almost won again and just missed. So I, I think we're going to get one of those type of efforts out of him. Um, you have Marge in here who, who's super fast and Astronomer who's probably going to add to the pace. This is going to get a little hot up front, and I, I think Casa Creed's just got to be there, you know, because a horse like Dujour probably has to come from too far back. Um, same thing with, with Cheryl Spite. Might have to be from way too back and Gina Romantica. So Casa Creed is probably going to sit, you know, between the front runners and those horses and get first run, and that might be the winning move. Yep, and that's that sort of would lead to how I handicapped this race overall. Barry, because I did feel like there were probably two. I don't think Master of Foxhounds is as fast as the others, but it's not like he wants to be way out of it. And with Maldonado aboard, and like Maldonado's aboard, they're not going to be taking way back. So those three should be forward. And I think they'll all be keeping each other honest. And on, and I don't like, I was a little low on mate on Maj coming into this race as it is just for him, for her at this price in this spot. So and now with the way the race shapes up, I'm not really high on the, the horses I think are going to be the pace horses, right? That group of three. So I was looking for sort of other horses and, and I agreed with you. I don't know if they're going to be melting down, right? I think those three will all be up front, kind of pushing each other, but I want the horses that could be maybe in that group right behind them. And that well, to me, or, you know, in middle of the pack, that's sort of where I'm hoping Cre- Creed is in here. And um, Songline, I'm also hoping that the 12 exalted, those are the three that I probably will use in some of my exotics Uh, exalted more of the under that I'll throw into a couple spots. But I do think he had a really nice year earlier in the year. He's fresher now, but when we're just talking about trip, all of those races he run when he's, when he flipped to the grass, we're like exactly how we're projecting this race could be won. Like a it, couple, right? A couple speed horses go. He's behind him. He just moves early, and like a couple of the other horses just come too late. Yeah, you know, it's funny with paces on the turf. Like sometimes you, it doesn't have to be like a supersonic pace for the horse up front to be taxed. Nope. And I think that's what we're going to see because as long as Marge doesn't get a breather, 
then the the race is probably going to play out sort of fairly. And, you know, Exalted is another one that was on my radar, too, um, that, that can kind of finish. And, and he's not going to be way back, you know, because that move really doesn't work that well um, at Santa Anita, like the huge launch. It doesn't really work well in California, period, to be honest. But um, it's not going to be a supersonic pace. And they're, they're going to go fast enough where the closers can close. And the other horse that, that I kind of liked a little bit here is Kalina, the eleven. Um, another one, a Japanese horse that, that's kind of on the rise, won the, the, the Prix de la Forge, um, I believe on, uh, was it on, uh, October the 1st? Yeah. Yeah. On Arc Day. And, yep. And I couldn't, I couldn't like, if I'm playing a deeper ticket, this was one of the horses I had in like a group of two to three horses where it's like, I'll probably play her in one of the horses where races where I key someone else. I really like in the others. Cause I, I don't have knocks on her. I you just know, didn't know what to do. Cause she, and I don't, if she is like six, eight to one, I'd be a little frustrated. Cause this is that good of, it's a good race to, to really sink your teeth. Yeah. So and really you is. know what, honestly, like her morning line of six to one is, is kind of like the over under for, for yeah. like a game because it's like, all right, man, I don't know what I'm going to do if she's five to one. Because she might not be a good bet at five to one. No, she but she might, might be a little higher than that. Right. That's what I mean. She could drift up and be kind of lost in the shuffle because, the, you know, it, it's clear that people are going to probably be enamored with Maj a little bit, too. So I'm, I'm guessing that Songline is probably going to be one of the top two favorites. And then after that, it'll probably be Maj. So her odds are going to go up. And I think Dujour might actually get bet because it's home team. Dujour, who's been good on the turf. I believe Baffert's never won a Breeders' Cup turf race. I think I saw that. Yeah, a, no, he has not. was a thing. That so uh, um, this would Interesting. be. Yeah, this would be a first for them. And Dujour, yeah, I mean, this horse has always had some ability. And he's been in, in nice form right now. We mentioned the three who we were both on. Casa Creed, 10, Songline. Thinks the horse to beat um, some live long shots along the way. We've, yeah, we've gone through a lot of this field here. Good luck in the breeders cup mile. Let's get to the distaff. Now remember the way that the Saturday schedule is a little different this year based on TV, right? Always TV is very, yeah. very, uh, very, very important. Um, oh, you know what? I mean, we didn't, we didn't even mention master of the seas too, who was in that race, like on the way, way outside. That's a tough post for him, but, Again, it's like just a strong, strong, strong group when you're forgetting to even mention Master of the Seas, you know. Right, uh, and he's in the 14th spot. I think I think his morning line was a little off because they did it before the post. Yeah, so he'll float he'll, he'll float, float up. up a little bit too. I think so too. He should be in the five-ish, six to one-ish range, just ba- definitely just with the post there to deal with. Okay, let's go to the seventh race, which is the distaff. Now we've had a few of these horses bury. Very fast horses that have been able to wire fields in their local, um, you know, circuits. You have idiomatic, kind of wherever idiomatic's gone, she's pretty much been the controlling speed. Adair Manor has been able to really do whatever she's wanted out in Southern California, basically right on the front end. Uh, You also have Randomize, Mm -hmm. who's recently done the same thing, been able to wire fields and win some big races and do it on the front end. So. I mean, just the those three in here alone, they're all fast. 
They've all been winning their big races going to the lead. I mean, they can sit off a little idiomatic has, a dare manner slightly has, but for all three of these horses, their best win chances would to be right on the lead and pushing it. I just have a hard time seeing anything but a, a contested and fair and honest pace in here, Barry. Yeah, and that's 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 what we need because the horse <laughs> I like definitely needs a, a quick pace. Um, and there was basically two Brad Cox horses that I, I like here, and it's not idiomatic. Um, I, I, I'm really against that horse in this spot. Uh, you know, really, really soft uh, leads that horse have, has gotten in, in the races that she's won in the last four. Um, stumbled a bit at Delaware, but she was 20 times better than any other horse in that race. Yeah. And she still won. Um, so I'm really against her. Adair Manor is, is just a pure speedball. You know, she could probably get it done, but I, I think she's another one that probably needs a softer pace. Yep. Um, and it, it was basically between wet paint and, and Moray. And you know me, I'm going to go with the longer price. Nice. Um, you know, is a little weird because it's under Brad Cox, but the owner, they changed hands, I think after the last race and has a Japanese owner and they brought in Christophe Lemaire for this ride, which mm-hmm. is huge, <laughs> um, which, which means that they think this horse has a, has a good chance to win. And, and I also believe that as well. Um, th- this group is kind of strange because they don't light up the, the, the speed figure realm no too much they're not super fast but they all kind of run the same as the ones that speed one figures. and the, the one like idiomatic that has has kind of done them with the kind of on the, the front end the caveat yeah yeah and you know the horse with the old class actually has been running had run better numbers previously and doesn't look as good on paper so i'm i'm kind of treading lightly with clarier because there's a chance that her price will go up and i'll like her more yeah she she's a use to me in here, and I had three horses that I'm look I'm gonna I'm going to use, and I, I, now I'm gonna throw in a Morier too that you like a little bit more because she fits the profile of the of like the trip I'm looking for right, mm-hmm. and the trip I'm looking for is those off the pace types. I'm gonna use Clarier, Wet Paint, and Pretty Mischievous. Yeah, I Wet just, Paint is definitely on my radar too. So, yep, those are the yeah. three for me because I just think they're gonna sit the trips now. Wet paint and Clarier might be too deep of closers for this track. So that's why I'm going to also include Pretty Mischievous because she will get that jump trip, right? She can sit the jump, make that early move. She won't have to be, you know, she doesn't have to be as far back as maybe she's been in some of her others. I think she's, you know, she's kind of got a little more sneaky positional speed. Like the trip she sat in the Kentucky Oaks. Give me that one, right? Sitting fourth or fifth, (laughs) three lengths off and just move early to the lead. That's why I want to use her in here because I think she could end up getting that jump and getting a really nice trip. But it's so wild that, you know, a horse that good gets overlooked a lot. I know. You, know, you can look at it, you look at her past performances. She's not favored very often. And she's never even and when she's she not, is she not runs like good every time. Yep. Every time. She's been like cuz and it's because she's not She's not Flash. been like an open yeah. lengths winner, right? She doesn't right. win by five. Gets right She's... up at the end of the race, and that's it. This gets up. Well measured. And yeah, I I think it's a good spot for her too. In as I agree with you, hey, maybe idiomatic is better than we think, right? And maybe those speed figures are right, and she does prove it. I think she's taken advantage of getting 
pretty soft trips. We we did not see the best version of Nest in either of the races that she won. And I think it feels like those races were better because she beat Nest, but Nest wasn't really Nest in those races. Right. She didn't fire, right? Like we can like so it's just uh, a bummer there, uh Barry, as we continue along. Um, okay, my friend. So final thoughts on the distaff as I get our PPs pulled back up. Um, gun to my head, I'm I'm gonna play Moray to win. Moray to win? Yep. Okay, so let's talk race number eight, Barry. We are going to the Breeders' Cup turf. Mile and a half in the Breeders' Cup turf. And I I was uh I was talking about this earlier today on Twitter, Barry. I'm not a clocker. I won't pre- <laughs> I won't pretend to be a clocker, but I have been out at the track since Saturday morning. So I've been out there from about five o'clock AM, right, right, pretty much right when the track opens till uh the morning's close. It's about five hours. And I've seen almost all the horses come out that are that have been here from Saturday through you know today. Um so almost all the breeders cup horses. I've got hundreds of little snippets. Again, I'm not sitting down documenting everything. I'm just looking for, uh, you know, no, I know. (laughs) I'm just sort of looking at when my, for myself, I'm posting them all and stuff. I was just kind of which horses to me made me look like a second, right. Second glance or which horses to me were like, Oh, that horse kind of caught my eye um, randomly. And the one all week long for me that it was, was Shawyar. And it was so weird to me that like two or three times without even seeing the saddle, just kind of like watching the horse prance a little bit. And then as the horse would get closer to me, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, it's the same horse again. And, for, and so I like all week I've become a huge fan of this horse now. And I tried to dive and do a little research. Also, this is a horse who does not like some of the ground it had been dealing with in its most recent race. On August the 20th, it started pouring that day during the day, and the horse was not dealing well with it. They he couldn't breathe. They had tie back surgery after the race. So can I eliminate that last race, which is the one everyone's going to look at? And then if I eliminate that last race and I'm looking at this horse's form prior to it, he's been beaten twice by Equinox. <laughs> who's like the best horse we've seen in the world in the yeah. world right now. Um, yeah. He has a win. We see the last year in the Dubai Shima classic. This is a horse who has legitimately been at Ascot, Maydan, Tokyo faced some top tier competition all over the world, but he has a bad, he's had some bad luck this year, you know? And, and, he is he going to need to be fit? Yes, like there there are a bunch of reasons you can throw at why he won't win this race, but he's going to be double digit odds, and he's a horse that really just jumped off the page to me or jumped off the track to me when I was watching him in the mornings, and then finding out that he did have an excuse for that poor race. Look, he was only eight to one in that race last time, in that field of fifteen. Prior to that, he's against Equinox. Prior to that, he's favored in the Japan Cup last year, like. Stellar. We see like this, these company lines have been awesome. I, I'm, I was for sure going to use him in some way. And then just hearing some of the things um, I've heard about him. I like him a little bit more in here, Barry. So he's going to well, be, you a already fun- know. I, I, yeah. I sent you, I sent you the message. I was yep. like, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that one a lot in this spot. Um, you know, I think the draw is really the key for me. 
um, because it's a little weird start. You know, they're, they're up the hill. And I, I, I just think this horse can get into his rhythm and, and do his thing. I, I mean, I don't really see, like, you know, Bolshoi Ballet doing much in here. I, I know the last figure looks, like, huge, but it was on a, it was on a, a bog complete bog and that horse hadn't done anything on, on anything firm like when that horse was here before just wasn't any good um august rodin i i'm not really sure about i mean this horse has is has been good and got yeah good. i mean and, both and the really, five and the nine are i i don't really have question marks on, yeah i mean i don't have knocks on them whatsoever they are always question marks coming over they're going to be short prices like super classy i have made main question marks i think about like all of the the horses that we've seen anything from right this yeah. was one of this was the one race that was sort of funny and, and like i just didn't think like warlike goddess it just way out wide too yeah that's impossible um, trip that's yeah, gonna that... be really really tough for her i think that's a second year in a row she's done this like, like yeah she, she this was, badly yep member 13 last year yeah way out wide um and she didn't run poorly you know she ran good from from being out there but and king of steel if this horse wins back in two weeks at like a short price, that's all. That's amazing. This horse ran on October the 21st. Yeah. And you ago. know, the, the trainer talking about this horse acted as if he didn't want to come. And that's this, always a pause for concern when, when, when the trainers are like, yeah, we're going to kind of go. And not only that, that horse's nemesis, August Rodin is in this race too. So it just doesn't feel like it. That, that, that could be just like an owner's move. And that's that's why I'm, I don't want any part. But um, most of Def is is kind of on that same mold as the one. The only problem is he, his horse is going to be short odds. Yeah, most I I'm going one like one in nine, one nine. for me. Cool. We're like how I'm I'm I think the nine's the horse to beat. I'm going to throw the one in all the mix too as the price that I really I really enjoy. Um, you know, we talked about the Equinox running lines here. Most of Def has won the last three races where he didn't run into Equinox um, and just unbelievable races super classy like we don't have to sell you a whole lot on most adolf but we sold you a little on the one shah yar so and what you, uh what do you what are your feelings on up to mark because i think this horse has a shot and a lot of people are poo-pooing him because they're like oh he can't go that far uh, i think he can go that far. I, th I think he's been able to handle it i think he's i i would i think he would be better in the other race but i'm not i don't think he's without without a shot in here my whole thing is i just don't like him probably as much as the nine and like i don't like him from a big price standpoint as much as if, if i'm trying to beat one of the favorites i'd probably go a little bit bigger than him but i wouldn't talk if somebody liked up to the mark i would not talk them off of him yeah. i just don't personally I, yeah, like I, him as I much agree. as some others that that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I think he can get in the number for sure. Yep. It's just a matter of what price he's going to be. That's what exactly. I don't know. I mean, there's a situation where he could be bet a little bit. A and, seven and to two. Of, right. right. And and that's where I would never touch him. Me too. If he was six and above. Yeah. I'd have to pause count, and get count me little... in to throw him into like a pick fours and pick fives for sure. Exactly. You see you me know? holding my chin like, hmm. Yeah. That's the stroke. <laughs> You're doing the stroke like the, hmm. <laughs> Hmm, you know, the stroke the brow a little bit. Hmm, yeah. As uh, we move to the ninth race, which is the Breeders' Cup Classic, Barry. The Breeders' Cup Classic is not the main event this year feature based on 
the money, the TV, right? That's what's what's important That's always. Uh, always. What's important? TV rights. And uh, this year, the Breeders' Cup Classic is going to go as race number nine, which is, from a gambling standpoint, the Breeders' Cup, ter- there's a couple of fine races afterwards, right? Like the turf sprint and sprint. Oh, it's yeah. not like those are bad races, but those are, right, just, those are in my lane. Yeah, me too. And it is just sort of <laughs> funny where it's like, the Breeders' Cup Classic isn't that final one. It's it's very strange. Strange. Archangelo oh. is out, we know, and Archangelo is retired. Just one more kind of trip through the field uh, to see if there was anything else we need to mention before we uh, we get in here. So, no, Barry, with the one Archangelo out who would have taken a lot of support, it will probably leave the Baffert runner Arabian Night. I'd also imagine that the eight Ushiba Tesoro will take a good amount of money. He's had a lot of good buzz this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The first question I asked myself looking at this race is, will or is Saudi crown as fast as Arabian Knight? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Arabian Knight, I mean, might not be as fast as Saudi crown. Yeah. Um, when it's all said and done. And that's what's scary about a race where where it looks like there's just the two. I mean, we've talked right. about this before. Like right. the difference you have two, you you pick and, one of the two. <laughs> and David Aragona talks about this sometimes too, where it's like the difference between the two speeds and the three speeds in a race. Big huge difference, right? Where you just feel like there's going to be at least two of those three that are up there, you know. And in this race, it's like, gosh, if just one of these two horses decides to take back a little bit, it could just change the entire complexion of who has a chance to win this race. It it does, but the monster in number eight, Ushba Tesoro, may not matter. It might not matter because this yeah. horse is fast enough to to hang with those horses and finish. That's why he's the best. And I'm not going to go against that. And you know, another factor too is what is Derma Sodagake going to do? Because I think he, he's gonna he go. can be speed, but I don't yeah. think he wants it. I I don't think he's going to go. I, I I think he's going to revert to the style he had. I think. He, in Dubai, he was gifted that lead, and he just took advantage of it. And Lemaire's a very heady rider. I mean, he, he's one of the best in the world. Um, and he just knew that nobody was going, so I'll take it. I don't think that's that horse's real running style. But doing that, that horse did some running up front that day. And then in the Derby, didn't run all that bad, just got a sh- terrible start out of the gate and kind of got wiped out and still ended up sixth. After making a run, the horse kind of closed a little bit, got a couple lengths to the lead, and then faded. And it was just too much for a three-year-old, obviously. But, you know, maybe a little maturity, some time. I know the horse hasn't been on the track, but, man, I got to think that this horse might be okay. So here's what I want to make sure we do when we're talking about this race. And then what I made sure to do myself is I want to make sure um, that I'm not talking about this and telling myself that ah, I don't know if this horse could win the Breeders' Cup Classic for a lot of horses in this race because this doesn't feel to me like that strong of a Breeders' Cup Classic, right? Like this doesn't, to me, uh, that's why the eight has to be in the mix to me just on the, the X factor alone, the wild card factor. Like he just might be so much better than everybody else in here. And then I, I started looking at this race and when I was handicapping it, I was getting to a couple horses and I was like telling myself, there's no way those that horse could win the classic. And then I start looking at the rest of the field, you know, <laughs> and you're, and then I'm like, yes, that horse absolutely can win the classic, you know, like they, <laughs> they really can. And the two horses that I said that to myself about, I would have never told myself this few months ago. 
Zandon. I think he actually is going to run really well in here. I just don't think this is that strong of a group. And what's cool about him, he always just sort of shows up. He always runs his race. And the nice thing is, if that plays out like we see it, he'll get a nice trip. He'll come running. He'll save all the ground. And what is what is going to happen, I think you're going to get a fantastic and maybe even a little bit more of an aggressive ride from Detori. And what and again, this is a little like on top of me actually looking at Zandin and thinking, gosh, he kind of fits with just this group, you know, especially like take the eight out who we think could be the horse to beat and then compare Zandin and his speed figures and everything like to the rest of this group and the way the trip might play out. And wouldn't it be very narrative E of Dottori to win the Breeders' Cup Classic oh, that'd this be year? Wild, bro. With all the like big races and like he's coming back to Southern California now to ride in next year. He wants to get a derby horse. That's sort of his thing. He he announced his unretirement. This could be very narrative-y for him. But more than just playing the narrative, I would never have said like I never bet I never play this horse in races. Ever. Like because he doesn't win. No, he comes close and and he's always bet. And that's my problem with him. And I think and I think money. Well, and that's the key, right? If he is eight and above, that I'm I'm in Zandon. I'm in, I'm in his corner from a, a gambling standpoint. And the way I would play this race was Zandon with the, my three horses, like in a pick four or pick five, would be Zandon, Ushba, Tesoro. I think the other one would be Bright Future. Like, oh, I just, I just, I would have said Clapton myself. Clapton's my long shot. Um, talk I, to I us about Clapton a little bit, and then I'll go back to Bright Future. I, I think Clapton is just a hot horse. You know, he's really coming into it's a nice form, and, and I don't expect that to change. Um, they got Tyler to ride this horse. Um, you know, I, I think he could pick up pieces and get in the number. I mean, if you compare him and Bright Future, they, they're kind of similar. And w- the only reason, yeah, I mean, figures-wise, Clapton is not far out of this at all. And the only reason why I went to Bright Future was I can just look at him and see, like, a later developing horse who's shown a lot of recent improvement – he went, they're going to say, you know, put a line through the Brooklyn race because that was the only race in his career that was really, really bad. And since then, he's had two big races. He hasn't beaten a ton, but again, this is just not that strong of a group. Right. I think maybe he can sit right behind him. So I ended up coming back to a couple horses I probably wouldn't have, but I think that both of us will will kind of look at this race like, man, if the eight shows up with like an A minus race, I think he's better than this group if he takes to the conditions and like, he's just out on the track and doesn't get in trouble and gets a sort of good trip. I think the eight is by far the best of the horses in this race. And if it's not him, then I was looking for a couple horses who, if it's not him and I think they're all really competitive. Oh yeah. This is a great race. I, I mean, it's tough. And you know what, honestly, I mean, as, as, as disheartening it is without Archangelo, it kind of opens up the race a little bit. Oh, I know. Um, but Zandon is such a tough read because the horse runs crack race every time and is always there. just doesn't get it done. And you know, there's going to be that time when this horse is going to jump up and this is a good time for it. And I'm kind of hoping, cause you know how we play horses that are like the light bulb angle. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping that it could be like the second light bulb angle. He's a born again, light bulb angle with, with Zandon right here. Right. (laughs) Cause it happened after he hadn't won a race since April of 2022. Before he just won. Right, and he just won when yeah. he was like way better than that field, right? He's a lot better than film star and law professor. But, but 
sometimes for a horse like this, it's like the confidence that you need to remind yourself what you're supposed to do and not just be like a the pack animal horse who runs a good race but is content with being right around everyone else. Now, can he be back to... I mean, he runs right back to that same race or back to one of his bigger races last year from a figure standpoint. Uh, what do we do with your boy, your old boy, White Abario, the Florida, the Florida Derby winner? He was uh, he was big in the in the Whitney. That was an awesome race, yeah. and he's run good races for Dutro. Yeah, he definitely has. But you know, I I, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know those those races were kind of at least the Whitney was wasn't that strong. And he got um, a great and, and trip he, and just sort of went on with trip. it, right? Right, and that's usually what I'm against. But I hope people bet him because he, I, I, I was shocked when I saw a four to one on the line. I, I, I was like, oh, really? Yeah, I thought. And then, he, but I, I keep hearing steam on this horse. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I, I don't want any part of him. But I can't knock anybody who does because he has some, run some good races, um, especially recently that he wasn't running before, like when he was getting beat by Fort and you know, uh, those types, or I'm sorry, Taba, he couldn't compete. You know, he was slower, but all of a sudden he's faster now. Um, you know, his two races. So I, I, I do expect an improved effort, but I just, you know, comparing him with Ushba, I couldn't compare the two and Ushba looks way better. Well, just two other to mention on the classic before we get to our final two Breeders' Cup races. Let's talk a little bit more about the uh, two horses to the very outside. First, Arabian Night. So, yeah, he's the morning line favorite now, and he's won three of four, and he's looked very good in the mornings, but he's just the real key to the race with what happens with him and Saudi Crown because I don't, I don't think at a mile and a quarter this horse wants to sit off. If they were going a little shorter, I think he could do it. But I think at this distance, he wants to be out there on the front end, winging it in order to get this distance at his best, Got like him. he did in the Pacific Classic. I just don't think he wants to be sitting off and he's going to be able to sit and stalk and pounce. Yeah, this it's a tough task from out there um, because usually what happens with Arabian Knight is um, he usually, when, when he's won, he's kind of gotten a breather sort of in the middle of the race. And I don't think he's going to get any breathers in this race. And that, that might affect him, especially coming from, you know, the 12 spot, having to work hard to get the lead and then work harder to keep it. I mean, he, he's certainly capable, but he's a three-year-old going against older. Um, it, it's tough, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't, not at a short price. If, Me neither. If the horse was up around six, seven to one, maybe. And, and, and we just won't get that from him. So I just, right. And you have two, three-year-olds that are the speed horses, which is very interesting too, mm-hmm. um, in Saudi crown. So, man, I, I, I mean, this is, this just goes so many different ways. And that's why I can't kind of concede to a, a price, but the horse that I like fits all the boxes and he's probably going to be short. And Prox. Proxy, I've tried a few times here and there. He's quirky. Yeah, he just got man. a terrible draw. And yeah. Th- and I can't see a, a scenario where this horse wins unless somebody just, they just, nobody goes to the lead and this one ends up on the lead. That's the only way. So we get to the final of our two Breeders' Cup races on Saturday. First up, Barry, let's get to the Breeders' Cup turf sprint. They'll be going five furlongs. So it's not down the hill at Santa Anita, just on the five furlongs here. And the two back-to-back races, probably two horses that 
I've been kind of really, really high on in these spots. And I might play different tickets where I have like one of these horses singled and then the other horse singled in a lot of the exotics if I can get there or just maybe short with this, these horses and one or two others uh, in the 10th. It's notorious for me. Um, I just, in in, this, in a race like this, I know there's going to be a good amount of speed, especially with living the dream who has to go. Caravel and Tony Ann are not going to want to try to sit off that much. Tony Ann did it last time and it worked, but Caravel's got to go. They're down to the inside. They are going to be pushed uh, quite a bit. They're going to be flying in this field. No balls is super fast. Um, and man, just watching Motorious and how he's been handled for this race. He's just been so, even at five, um, the last two times we've seen him at five, he's had no problem getting up none whatsoever. And I think because he's a closer, people may think that he'll have a tough time getting up at five, but I actually think five is fine for him. Some of these horses just have no problem. He, if, as long as he stays clear, this was a, a horse who I was very confident would run. Well, I drafted him in like a fantasy league coming into this. I, I've been super high on him. And I think, I think he'll run his race looking at the way it shapes up. I'm expecting a big one from Motorious, my friend, but, uh, sure. Give us so some others who, or talk to us. Who is going to ride Beer Can Man? Because I, I he drew in, correct? Beer Can Man is in. Okay, so that's yeah. I'm not. Let me. I'll see if I can find that. I'd be curious talking. because if if Pratt, you know that that's that's going to be real interesting. I I would think that Pratt is going to stay with Motorious, but you never know. And and um, what's funny, Beer Can Man out way out wide would probably be better down the hill because down the hill way out wide is not that bad it's, the way, great. The way it goes you want like to be you want to be out wide but uh, uh talk to us i like i like beer cam man here um off the draw and i i think he might get overlooked just because of the post position and in a five furlong race this horse is awfully good he just hasn't had any luck he had especially in the last trips. couple yeah the last two dumb like, even at back. Keeneland, right um you know, and I think this might help him being way outside like this. Um, I remember he was the way outside horse when I when I crushed him on uh, Preakness Day. He was the way outside. He was the eight horse out of eight in the field. And he ran a great race that day. And I think he can duplicate that at the same distance. Um, he's definitely a player here for me. Uh, Azrak, I took a, a, a glimpse at, but I don't think that one is is all that great. Um, I think that one might show up late, but the other horse that, that kind of caught my eye is, uh, roses for Deborah. Oh yeah. That was, I'm glad you mentioned her. She's my second. So uh, if I'm, I'm nine, 10, basically, right. I think she can sit that trip and we just toss out the yielding race. Yeah. I'm nine and 14. So yeah, I, I think the yielding race was definitely a, a throw out. Um, she's been excellent. She gets top rider in, in, in the country here in Irad and she's getting better. I mean, the only thing that stopped her last time was the rain. She was, she was going to be a much shorter price without that race on her form. Oh yeah, uh, for last time out, and I think we can really eliminate it. So Barry and I both like Deborah. We'll both use another one uh, at least in the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. I mean the the, I mean the forgotten horse, horse is is uh is the is that one stablemate is big invasion. Yeah, who hasn't been in the greatest of form because he comes from way back and the rail could Um, be this is a yeah this could be the equalizer though um i i don't particularly like him on the rail but it might be okay it might not be as bad it just depends on what what happens in front of him 
once they uh, once they you'll break be rewarded for it. Yeah, I, I think you get your price. I, I mean, I can see it. I mean, Thin White Duke, who beat him uh, at Saratoga, is a pretty good horse on on, a, on different surfaces too. Um, and then that run at Woodbine was okay against uh, you know decent horses. It was a good prep for this. The turf sprint, second to last of the Breeders' Cup races on Saturday. The final of the Breeders' Cup Saturday races is the Breeders' Cup sprint. That's going to go as race number eleven. Barry. We have a field that will be led by last year's Breeders' Cup Sprint winner, Elite Power, who is 9-5 to five on the morning line. Talk to us about this field and who you like in the sprint. You know, I'm going to start with Elite Power because I'm, I'm, I'm against that horse here. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I think that the campaign this horse had is taking a toll. <laughs> and, and and it showed that last race at Saratoga and they, they needed to give him time. But I, I just can't see that horse dialing up a big performance, um, especially against what he's facing in Speedboat Beach, who is super duper fast. I, I really don't understand why they even put this horse on the turf, but that's for people better than me to figure out. Um, that being said, I think... Dr. Scheivel. Oh, there's my guy. A huge yep. race here. Yep. And I, and honestly, I couldn't really separate that one and the inside horse, Nakatomi. And the only reason I, I, I ended up with Dr. Scheivel instead of going with the longer price is because of the rail. Mm -hmm. If if it was flip-flopped, I'd be all over Nakatomi. But I think Scheivel needs this race <laughs> it's... Uh, for revenge because he really should have won last year and, and just got nipped. And um, he's so, uh, to me, ago, he's, he's, yeah, he's honest, he's versatile, and he can sit close and not too far from Speedboat Beach, just like he did last time out. Mm -hmm. He's going to have the second off the bench. There were, uh, I mentioned Shayar. I think I had four horses down, and it was Shayar, Songline, Cody's Wish, and Shival as the ones that I really liked. And the other couple, I mean, sure, I'm going to mention Cody's Wish. Or I'm going to, you know, I mean, the horses that look good <laughs> that are like the favorites, big deal. But right, yeah. this horse, I thought, looked really good too, and I really liked what I saw from him. And more than anything, this is a Breeders' Cup Sprint race that doesn't have a lot of speed in it, so I think it'll help that's him because it's, speed, it's Speedboat Beach. Like he's the one that's going to dictate this race. It's his race. He's gonna he's gonna be on the front end. He should, and I think Doctor Shival should make him work a little bit, and then just try to sit right behind him. Yeah, and. You know, I, I really don't know what to do with Gunite. I, I don't know, you know, because I prefer this. like they want the lead, but they really don't. It's, I know. It, I don't know. I, I think I prefer this because, you know, remember we talked about him on that Parks Day, right? Yeah. When he was going longer and it was like, he's a heavy favorite, but he's not really a speed horse. Remember he won in the forego. They took it to elite power that day, but he's never really been a runoff speed horse. I actually think cutting back is better for him. The way I play this race, Barry, I chuck, I myself would chuck out elite power and I would play the three horses that I think will probably be right. The next tier right behind him, Dr. Shival, speedboat beach and gunite. I think that's how I'm going to play it in like yeah. a pick, pick four, pick five. I chuck out elite and I use those three. And I think that either speedboat beach gets the lead. Shival's sitting right there and gunite's kind of sitting like, right there not far with off with him and can close a little bit and like i'm with you i'm i'm i think elite power is going to be like overbed in this spot and oh absolutely 
I'm just not not a hundred percent on elite power coming in. So yeah, so I you know just trust and know that I'm definitely going to if I'm alive to anything, I'm going to have Nakatomi and Doctor Shive on every mm-hmm. ticket I got. Nakatomi, big price here that Barry will also be using that can come closing. So. As we finish up here, remind want to remind everyone that the Breeders' Cup past performances are available, and you can get those packages just one day out, clocker reports, everything else you need. Barry, before we go, let us know, though. You've been busy. You've been doing lots of stuff. <sighs> Tell us uh, where we can find more from you, Big Circles, or any of the other stuff that you've done. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they even got me to, to, to do some busy. writing. Did I say big, did I say big circles? <laughs> This is how this is what I have. going in Monday, going big in Monday, going in Mondays, big circles. See what I'm Maybe doing we'll right change now? it. That sounds actually good. That did big like circle that. sounds great. Tell Chuck I got I'm working on one for you. Yeah, so, we yeah, gotta get a new logo going. We did uh the same thing. Uh you know, went over the races with um Jason Bites, who is uh Jose Lascano's agent. Nice. Um that that's out. Um did a little Friday action with uh the notorious OTB. Did a write-up for our new website, by the way, Racing Hub, rcnghub.com. So we launched that. I, I mean, it's not in its full form. Um, we're still tweaking things and what we're going to do with, with a lot of the content. Um, but we have stuff going up, so you definitely want to check that out. I mean, we're going to do some sports stuff, too, like baseball, basketball, football. Uh, so, we're you know, we're moving ahead. We're forging ahead. So just as we are about to finish up, Barry and I are recording this on like Thursday evening at about 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Just to mention a couple scratches that uh, David Grenning from DRF just posted. Um, so for Friday races, Grandmo the first is out of the juvenile turf. For Saturday, Exalted out of the mile. Ah. The horse well, that, that we that mentioned. Makes a decision for yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, American Theorem out of the sprint. Twilight Gleaming out of the turf sprint uh, was an AE. So just wanted to get that information to you as I just saw uh, some of that a second ago before we finished up here. So, Barry, my friend, thank you. This week I, uh, was a busy week for me, and you were so awesome being flexible with your time, helping me out. And man, I always appreciate it. And I hope you have an awesome weekend covering the races. You said you're going to work on trying to get to the Breeders' Cup next year, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got to go out and see my man Gino That'll be on a blast. his home turf. I know. That'll <laughs> be a blast. That'll be a blast. Folks, thank you. And I hope all of you have a fantastic couple of Breeders' Cup days. I recorded a Friday preview myself. It was just quick because it was on Thursday. So uh, I did go through all of the races. I used the past performances, too. So if you need a little help with the Friday races, you can find that as well. It'll be part of the podcast altogether, or you can find it on social media. I'll have a separate video for that one. We'll talk soon again, my friend, because then after this week, you know, probably a, a few days where it's kind of a little bit of a calm. And then, you know, that's what's great about racing. There's no off season, right? That's it just right. keeps... It just keeps rolling. Next week, we'll still have more Woodbine. There'll be Del Mar coming up in just a little bit. Uh, we'll be getting ready and, and closer and closer to the big Santa Anita meet that's going to come up um, when and not not long. Your neck of the woods, Gulfstream yeah, Park, the championship right. meet is going to be opening up. So, yeah, it just never, never stops and never slows down. Good luck to everyone, and make sure to get to drf.com for all of your needs. Shop.drf.com for those Breeders' Cup PPs and packages. The direct link is right there if you're watching the live stream. Good luck. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in, and I appreciate 
you all understanding that this year we just weren't able to get the big show done. It was, you know, a fun opportunity for me to get to work out on the track early in the morning, and I, I missed it. I really do love talking to all the different handicappers, but still put in the same time and effort, and we still hope we can lead you to some winners, and we thank Barry for helping us out, and come derby time and, uh, and some of the big races next year, we will definitely bring that back where we get all those different handicappers to help us out. So, everyone, have a great Breeders' Cup, good luck, and then next week we'll be back to normal with uh, coverage of the football games with Eric, Chad Cooper with This Week in Wrestling. We'll have Barry helping us out with different uh, racing for the weekend, and we'll catch up on everything in the world of Loki. I've just been very Breeders' Cup focused for the last week or so, so that was uh, really been the only thing on my radar. Now we can sit back, and we can hope that Friday and Saturday go very well. If you're out at the track anywhere, look around for me. I'll probably be working a lot, but I'd love to say hello to anyone that uh, that is out there and wants to say hi. So good luck. Let's make some money this weekend.